0: To the According to Sources podcast. Today I am joined by Robert Tate, Sean Covington. Yeah. And today we have another guest. Uh, this is our cousin. It's another one of our family members, the Marcus. We just, call, we just call him Marcus. Um, so, the purpose of the According to Sources podcast, the According to Sources Facebook page, website, and all of that is it's an outlet for people who otherwise would not have an outlet to get their points across so every now and then we want to bring in a fresh voice somebody you know just not somebody who's a writer or you know particularly uh, does any journalism or follows it you know just bring in an everyday sports fanatic and let them give their takes on a particular sports topic that's the whole process behind according to sources Every single one of us that writes for the uh, the site we're not you know we're not writers we're not journalism majors, we're just regular guys who like sports, so you know every now and then you'll see us bring in just any anybody uh, even you who may be listening right now if you want to get on the podcast, you may be able to get on just let you know according to gmail dot gmail.com the idea is to get every man's opinion, and that's what we're about to do right now, so let's get it all right. By now, everybody is saying it. We're a little bit late on it, but uh, we all saw uh what looked like a uh, a career-ending injury for Paul George, and a game that was basically about nothing. It was a sign fail of basketball games. Um, they were just out there playing for no for no reason whatsoever. Um, just to give people a show. It's not like they're getting paid for it. It wasn't, you know, for any competition. Uh, and he broke his goddamn leg, and it really did look like it was going to be the end of his career. But in the wake of this, in the wake of him ruining his leg, missing an entire season, and basically throwing the Indiana Pacers back into the stone age for basketball, uh, where do you guys think this is going to lead the NBA and their players as it, uh, as it as it as it as it comes to international basketball players? We'll let you go first, Marcus. Go
1: ahead. All uh, right, uh, yeah. Um, first off, uh, condolences out to Paul George and his family, and condolences to the Indiana Pacers because, as you alluded to, they will be back in the zone. Eh? And I mean, my biggest thing is we can win the FIBA championship with second-tier basketball players. So. This right now will be the start of most of our league players just backing out. As you already seen, KD, you know, he wrote his letters and due to, you know, mental fatigue as well as physical fatigue. But it's no coincidence that it came, you know, about a week after, you know, the Paul George incident, you know. And, you know, what a guy of that caliber, you know, about the second biggest name in our league right now behind LeBron. You know, he already set the standard in the mold now, you know, for the next FIFA tournaments and the national game. But yeah, that's all I have.
0: Rob? You, uh, you muted or something, bro?
1: Rob muted?
0: Yeah, my Rob muted. Okay, I see him. You sure? I just—he wasn't even popping up at first. Yeah, I can see him. He just—I uh, can't hear him when he talks. <clears throat> he might, maybe he's oh, wrong. I don't even see him talking. He's not talking right now. We'll come back to Rob. What you got, Sean?
2: Um.
1: Yeah, Rob is. You
2: know? <laughs> I, I think that um, I think guys should still playing next me. Uh one because um, I know it's, it's the championship doesn't mean anything to us because we want to see the NBA season. But just like uh, Michael Jordan had that for the love of the game clause, guys just want to play basketball whenever, whenever they can. It's a, di- it's a little difference between you know playing on a national team with all the guys you usually play play against in a competition, and just kind of playing on the streets, but. Still, I mean, if if you want to play ball, I mean, just play. I I don't think guys should be backing out. They can. I mean, Kevin Durant's got like I don't know what's that three hundred and some million to babysit, you know. So I mean, I I could see him backing out. I I wouldn't want to play basketball right now either. Like I already get paid to do that. I'll do that a little later. But he, I guess he's a special case because he just came into a lot of money. But I mean, that's a freak accident. I mean, it just because it hasn't happened in the NBA. Don't
1: uh, he froze up.
0: He froze up. He's out of there. When he comes back, we'll let him continue, whatever it is he was saying. I understand the idea behind um, a- an injury can happen anywhere. But if you're an NBA team you don't want to be the team that has that injury happen anywhere with you. That's the, that's the main thing. Like, yeah, the injury can happen anywhere. Kevin Durant has been playing basketball any place, anywhere with anybody for like the last four or five years. and He could have gotten injured injury at any time. And, you know, by the luck or stroke Absolutely. or whatever, whatever you want to call it, he didn't. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, Paul True. George did getting hurt playing for the United States, and something that he did not have to do. And teams are going to look at that. I mean, like you said, there's no coincidence that Kevin Durant, all of a sudden, you know, I'm mentally tired. And you know what? I believe, not at all. <laughs> I believe that he's mentally tired. I yeah,
1: absolutely. So, this like dude I mean, played more minutes than anybody in the NBA over the last three seasons.
0: Not just in the NBA, he's been playing pickup basketball it, all, all over know, the country
1: all season. It never <laughs> stops either, yeah, Like
0: he started that, he started the whole basketball never stops. Like, like that thing. Like that was a the thing they started with him going yep. across the country. Yep, playing pickup basketball moment. all over <laughs> the place with that goddamn book bag on his yep. back playing basketball. Yeah, you know, and then. You know, after a couple of years, you're playing deep into the playoffs and man not not to mention he played a lot of this year without Russell Westbrook, so that's more on him
1: the, you said. know <laughs> those forty two minute forty three minute night you know games came accustomed to him this season with Westbrook, you know out yeah. of the first so, you know portion of it about the first about fourth of the season, you know he was out, but you know, like you said. You, you, you never want to beat a team who that happens to, you know, and coming from fans of, you know, we just, we're coming up out the hole right now, hopefully, you know, at the beginning of the season we get our man Derrick Rose back. But as a fan of the Bulls and going through this, you know, twice already with this guy, it's like, you know, I guess I we could empathize, you know, more with the Paul George situation probably than most other teams in the league right now and fans. But at the same time, you know, it just doesn't make sense that first-tier players have to go pay, you know, FIBA to win a FIBA championship. The Olympics, uh, you know, I will understand, you know, because everybody wants to be an Olympic gold medalist. You know, if you're a great player in the league, you want to be an Olympic gold medalist. But the FIBA national championship...
2: (laughs) I was like,
0: okay. (laughs) Like, that's a cool thing to have, but... It
1: is. You know, it is.
0: But it's not an Olympic gold medal. And, like, they're trying to artificially make the FIBA world champions, like, an important thing. Really, more than what
1: it is. It's It's really nice. When on the economic side, we're not winning. We don't get paid, you know, our team, in the sense of, you know, our teams are not receiving revenue from FIBA. Yeah, you know, they're I, taking all
0: what, of the risk and getting none of the reward.
1: Exactly. <laughs> so it makes
0: no, it, it doesn't make any sense for them to to send their players or allow their players to go over there and play in that.
1: I, I got a question for you. Have you signed? Have you paid somebody twenty two million a year? You know, even though I don't think that was the Paul George contract, but let's just say it happened to Melo or somebody. You sign somebody for twenty two million a year. He decides he wants to go play FIBA Championship. You know. A freak accident happened, so now you out twenty two million and production on the basketball court. And what does FIBA offer you in return?
0: They you know? offer you the player that got hurt playing <laughs> <for> the tournament. <laughs> they, they're
1: sending me back.
0: <laughs> bag, baggage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that
2: happened in practice, though. You know what I'm saying?
0: Like it, it could happen anywhere. Yeah, that, that's what we were just talking about. It could happen anywhere. But if I am uh, a GM or a president or owner, if you're going to get
2: hurt, I want you to get hurt working for me.
0: Here's the thing
2: about it. If, you, if you're Reinsdorf, you had a guy who who you paid a shitload of money and said, I'm going to do whatever the hell I want whenever the hell I want to do it. That's and how contracts work, though, John. You can do whatever the hell that's you want because if they told you, like that, you that, 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 that you couldn't work. go, you couldn't go. The same thing the Spurs deal with that's if they, they said
1: the you can't go. But if you
2: go and you want to go, go. I mean, we should have stopped these guys. We can't be like, well, it's all business. now, now they should. It now it's business. become a problem. <laughs> this is a business
0: where you that's just get, that guy just signed an extension for like ninety six yep. million dollars. <laughs> so like now you just he's only, you're paying you're paying him that money and he's not playing.
1: You're paying workers' compensation to another man's business that's not fair not, at all no <laughs> yeah, it's not I, i'm not another speaking to, the competition and I, have to pay, side and I still
2: have to pay him i'm only speaking to the uh, the competition side of it you know what i'm saying it's uh, business wise no it's, it's not it's it's not fair at all it really isn't but, it, but in the spirit even of
0: competition the competition like okay f- fine for the players but this, there's
2: no competition for the NBA and FIBA. Like, what's the point? They're, they're not no, I'm the only team. talking about the players, though. Like, I mean, we we can't just approach everything from a uh, if I was a GM point of view. Cause none can. of us up. Yeah, all gotta exactly. watch I'm not a player um,
1: either. I got a question. In years ago, they used to invite, you know, college players, and they used to play for FIBA. They used to play the FIBA tournaments a, a few years. Wow, back. Everything. Didn't they? You know, but I, believe, I don't know yeah, I why they, they still
2: I think that would be fine also. I mean, like, there's nothing wrong in doing that. I, I just don't want to deny a guy just because, you know, well, I don't want to lose money. It's like, well, this nigga can get hurt anywhere. He can get he could he could do anything and get hurt. So it don't matter to me what he gets her that, doing.
1: That, that's oh, different. Like, get hurt doing. when champion, you're the one up. with the money to lose out yeah, on. Though, that's talking, a different story. <laughs> story. Like
0: the perspective of a person who doesn't have the money, and you're not in the
2: position to lose it. We're, oh, coming we're talking from about billionaires, man. I'm yeah. not going to start crying over the fucking money they lose. Yeah, I'm that's not. not. The twenty-two, that's oh, wait, not, the that's $22 not a, million dollars they're going to lose on Paul George. You going to miss that? I'm going to it. that? That's Hell
0: not all. the conversation we're having right now, though. That's not the conversation we're
2: having. No, I'm just
0: saying. But that's I'm not saying, what I'm we're not. talking about. That's not the topic of discussion. The, mm-hmm. co- the topic of discussion is how is it going to affect players in the future and how are teams going to handle it? So you can't because. focus on the perspective of someone who doesn't care about the money being lost because that's not what we're talking about. We're not asking you, Sean, broke niggas, to talk about these guys losing money. We're asking you to put yourself in the position of someone who's in the position to lose a bunch of money, and not just money from paying him, that's but him people are no longer going to go to your games because your team is going to be trashed. You're not, you're, gonna be your, you're not going to be on big-time games so you don't get that national market money that because sh- your team cable. is trash. It's all kinds of stuff that affects your team because he's not going to be playing anymore. It's
1: not just about oh. losing So high sight, that $22 million that you're talking about actually turns into about, you know, $300 million worth of revenue. If you want to talk the contract in itself, the cable deals, you know, the ticket sales, everything, you know the entire organization get affected. You
2: know? That goes to – and that, that lends oh, – Larry, okay, Larry Bird came out with a statement today saying, well, we're not going to play to lose. I don't know what he really going to do, so don't stop my balls in for that, okay? Don't bust They're my balls. Lose. They're probably not going to play to lose, but they going to lose. My, my point is, okay, if they need to make themselves a better team. I, I've i always been a – okay, when Mike left the Bulls in every, every – uh, Analogy I bring up won't be about the Bulls and Mike, but when he left, I mean it was Michael leaving, and they still had that same team. They had Scottie too. Don't get me wrong, but like it should never really revolve around your one player. You got to be the one. even the the Bulls. It, it wasn't pre- revolving around one player. They had two players, and to make it
0: even worse, they lost one guy in free agency, and then they lost another guy playing in the
2: international. You think, lost, you think they would have? You think they would have lost? Uh, Lance Stevenson, regardless. Yeah. You think they didn't they
1: want to be there. Yeah, but uh you know the void wouldn't be as big. Yeah, as, because you still have Lance. You know, how we still had? You know, it just that thing just went bad. You know, at the wrong time for the Pacers. You know, like I said, losing lands for about $200,000 a year, that was ridiculous. <laughs> then replacing them with Stucky, who's definitely, you know, to me he's past his prime. I know he's only been in the league about seven years now. He's <laughs> like 25. Yeah. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I'm like, damn, man. Have you watched <laughs> this? <dude>? No, <laughs> look, I, I'm
0: not disagreeing with you. I agree.
1: I Stucky, the I mean, best he is is up Yeah, he's quite <laughs> He really, he hit his peak. I mean, some guys hit their peak in the third, fourth year, you know. But you know, Stuckey's not going to replace, you know, a Lance Stevenson, a guy who, in his second year, his numbers last year was better than Paul George's numbers in his second year. So you know, he's coming along at the right pace that you want him at. Then you know, right as he's on the cusp of possibly being an all-star, you lose him, you know, to a another contender. That's not, you know.
0: Someone's definitely taking the pace of spot this year. I, yes. I, don't, I don't
1: understand how they
2: really let Lance go like that. I, because they I did not that. want
0: That'll
2: him. The they didn't want him. That, I don't. You know, I'm going to tell you this. I don't want LeBron James. I did not want Kobe when he was trying to come to the Bulls. But I'm not going to be you stupid. crazy?
1: Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. Don't wait.
2: Hold on. Yeah. i crazy. You're going you to find that
1: out. You're going to find that out players. in the quarter. I didn't when want Everybody him. didn't want to give up Lou Dane like he was going to turn out and <laughs> be uh, three-quarters of Kobe Bryant. I was saying, get him out of here. Get him, get him <laughs> Gordon, the first-round draft pick. <laughs> you know,
2: I didn't want him, but I'd keep him if I had him. I, I really tell
1: you. Start. But, you know, like I said, after losing Michael Jordan, what is the next best thing you can have?
2: Your Lance or your Scotty? yeah. I mean, no, your Kobe. The Kobe. Oh, like, we talked about
0: like, this. Like, this was a discussion that we that we've had many many times over. Yeah. About how, how yeah. That up and you know they ended up trading Lou Al for fucking Andrew Bynum. So <laughs> you may as well have traded him for couple years ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's neither here nor there. We we, we need to let yeah. Rob uh interject on what he thinks is gonna happen yeah, yeah, for yeah. Uh, this this international basketball game with the Paul George uh Paul George injury. You still can't talk? He waved us off. He gave us to. The- <laughs> <Well, laughs> yeah, you know, it. it I, I. I. do think that the teams are gonna start really considering whether or not it's it's beneficial to allow the best players to go. I know right now you're hearing every team say, well, no, we're not going to. They're not gonna hinder guys from going, and this is, you know, we're gonna we're gonna support. The uh, the FIBA World Nation- uh, World Championships, and we're going to support international basketball play. But you know, when the best players start dropping out, that is a very telling sign. That is a very telling sign that these guys are are thinking more than I mean. You want these people to think about competition. This isn't the 1950s anymore, where competition is the main thing, where these guys had to have a second or third job to support their families.
1: They don't have they anything have to prove anymore. anymore.
0: They don't, there's no, like once you make it and you're making millions and millions of dollars, it's no longer about competition solely. Like right now, you are, we've talked about this, these guys are a brand in and of themselves. So they can't just think about competition, spirit of competition, because that stuff isn't the only thing that matters to them. It matters to fans because we're not getting paid. Like, that's why That's
1: why we have nothing to that. lose.
0: Nothing <laughs> to lose at all. So you're going to see, like, the, the the main thing is, you saw KD there, and the, and the biggest question was, why the fuck is KD playing in a national championship?
1: What? And it was, basic, it was virtually practice, Like he said, Sean hit it on a point earlier. He said it, it could happen to practice. That was practice. That was. was. And the <laughs> other thing is,
0: he was not practicing for the team that pays him his money,
1: a ridiculous amount of money to do it.
0: <laughs> that's like me, you know, getting hurt doing some shit for another goddamn uh, company, <laughs> me and my job still having to pay me the money that they owe me. Like my like job, I said, I you're pay
1: paying workers' comp for somebody else's for job. man's business. <laughs> not that's
0: not gonna happen, and, it, and the only place that that type of stuff happens. Is in in professional sports and people are like, well, the competition is, is what it's all about. But
1: no, it really isn't. Hey man, yeah. all my life I just wanted everything to be fair, and this is just not even remotely close. <laughs> yeah, and I don't even really know how is. you could justify this
0: <laughs> right now because people try to shame, oh, man, it's so, try to shame the basketball, the the basketball. For the, <laughs> playing for basketball, playing for that country. You try to shame them into that, like you're not playing for your country. Yeah, you have no, no 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 pride <laughs> for the United States. Hey, like, but what about mean, the pride? I, for the
1: you know, I served my country for five years, and after serving, I could go back and say, before I served, if I never signed up, I would not feel one, like, you know, ounce of remorse for never, you know, defending my country's honor in some kind of way. Like, so what you do just fine.
0: that if you went back in time and decided, you know what, I'm not going to do that, you'll feel the same now. As you, it, it, back then. You feel the same? Nothing would change?
1: Absolutely. I mean, my situation's in life. Right? No, I'm talking about your feelings about the United States. And like, no, hell no. <laughs> no. Are you kidding me? I'm a black man in the United States.
0: Now, exactly. So why the hell are you trying to shame these bad basketball players into playing for the United States? <laughs> like, like the United States. Like, we're not just going through the United States killing black men left and right. And they should go play <laughs> basketball for the United oh, States and forever. they should feel shame if they don't. I'll play yeah, just the do to be honest. <laughs> yeah, but see that's where you are in your life right now. These dudes yeah, are millionaires. You know, like,
1: la la la. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like
0: you know they millionaires. They don't the stuff that you that you worry about. They don't have to. So they you know if they decide they don't want to want to play for the United States anymore, if the best guys are like, no, I make too much fucking money to, to jeopardize my livelihood playing for some shit that don't
1: Dude, mean anything. <laughs> like, they can get treated the same way they did prior to fever, after fever. Nothing's going to change. Nothing. <laughs> to another black man <laughs> that basketball in America. <laughs> but if it was like
2: on some Olympic level type stuff where they had some real like status, like it was something actually important, then it'd be a lot different. You know, but I don't... No, I, I really don't. don't. For me personally, it's still with
0: me. It needs the Olympics. Even if it's the Olympics, man. If it's Kobe,
1: I, I LeBron, don't know if
0: I would KD. If those guys were like, "Nah, man, I'm not, I'm not going to the Olympics," I'd be like, "Okay,
1: cool, that's cool." As long as <laughs> go, I don't. I don't. twenty eighth to the ninth, thirtieth. Whenever your open day is, you know, kudos. As long as you show up when I need you to for eighty two games of the season, possibly, you know, and some, i uh, cool. If I don't see you play over August, you know, mm-hmm. September, that's baseball season for me anyway. I'll be perfectly okay. Like, yeah, cool. All right, we're seeing,
0: we're seeing um, um, uh, Kyle Lowry over there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We'll see those guys over there. Oh, wow. Marcus Cousins, you know what I'm saying? We'll see those guys over there, and we'll see what happens. And, you know, that's fine because the United States has shown. <laughs> They when the best players in the United States play, that that we win. So it's not like we have anything to prove at this point. We have
1: nothing to prove.
0: (laughs) We're the best (laughs) basketball country in the world. So that the best guys who've already been doing this for the last eight years, like LeBron, has been in the last. Like he's been in everything for like the last.
2: Yeah, he don't. He didn't need to well, play. He, I was in it he came in, bro. <laughs> oh, dude, it really didn't.
0: Melo has been in everything since he's been like a rookie in, in, in the NBA. He's been in everything. It, it
1: really, really seemed cool. like those dudes been in the Yo, league. Did you 18, check? Hello? hello, hello. Yeah, Yo. we didn't, bro. All
3: right. Some yeah, bullshit.
1: What happened?
3: I don't know, man. I like, I don't like, we started my shit three or four times. I don't know.
0: Yeah, we hear you now, though. You ain't got no yeah. camera, but we hear you.
3: I'm not sure what's going on. Whatever. You can't see me giving y'all a
1: finger there. Not, man. Trying to get nope. this guy to see, you know, trying to get him up out of this paradigm he's stuck in. So, <laughs> so where so it so doesn't so. matter to you anymore. It's <laughs> and <laughs> everything. everything.
0: Yeah, we can hear you, though. Go ahead and give us your points so we can move on.
3: Alright. I mean well I missed half of the damn or most of the damn argument. But I mean we're just talking about players playing in the uh the, the FIBA shit, right? What or, or Olympics in general or what? Yeah, all of the international all of it. I mean I just feel like I mean if you wanna play in it, you wanna play in it. If you don't, you don't. I mean I I don't see you know, ma- anything about making them like feel guilty about not not playing in it or any of that. You know, if Kevin Durant got some other some other financial stuff going on where he don't want to go because of that, man.
0: He got caught all kinds of pussies for
1: pulling that. Man,
0: <laughs>
1: Twitter ran oh, man. rampant with that dude.
0: <laughs> Just because they didn't have three hundred twenty-five million on the table.
1: Exactly. Like Jay Z said it best: "I'm not a businessman; I'm a business man." <laughs> These dudes are their own business and for somebody to criticize you for not wanting to jeopardize your you know what what provides you the lifestyle that you would like to live, I think it's just unfair, it's just unjust. And I can never agree with this dude. That's <laughs> Well,
0: that sounds like a good enough place to end that conversation. So a couple weeks back Resident um Jackass Joe Cowley dropped a uh dropped the nu- nuclear bomb in the middle of Derek Rose's Love Fest uh, where he he apparently he had a conversation with Derek and uh Derek admitted to some some animosity, some tension between his quote unquote camp and the Chicago Bulls. Uh, BJ and some other stuff came out that uh, BJ doesn't hold a conversation with he doesn't talk to the, the Bulls front office. If BJ has something to say to anybody in the Bulls front office, he goes straight to, 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 to Ryan's door. He doesn't talk to Gar, he doesn't talk to Paxson goes to Ryan's door. And my question is Oh, oh! and on top of that, after the Joe Cowley piece comes out, Jerry Ronsdorf comes out basically calling Joe Cowley a liar. And not too long after that, Derek Rose also came out and backed up Ronsdorf's uh, his, his, uh, press release and, and also said that Joe Cowley was a liar. Now, my question to you guys, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I mean that's the real question
1: that is, what is going
2: on? That's a very good just question like, yeah. just like
1: my bag go ahead no I was just going to say I think this is just a case of you know it, it, it always has to be something when everything seems to be going good on the up and up you know what I'm saying it seems like you know all the talk's been surrounded about Derek and you know how he's back in shape you know he's back in form you know the Bulls' upcoming season, the Bulls' upcoming season, and then it seemed like I don't know how long it was, but it seemed like not too long, you know, where this whole Derrick Rose media frenzy started happening. That mm-hmm. this piece came out, that it was, you know, some riff between Derrick and Derrick's camp in the front. And you no, know, as a fan, I'm like, honestly, I was just kind of like, what? But I have heard about, you know, some. Um, issues they had before, but I'm pretty sure they worked them out by now. And it it just seems to be like they they're just reaching right now to me. They just reaching
0: now. Go, go ahead, Sean. Go I ahead. don't know if the
1: story's fabricated or not. You know, I I don't know how credible this dude is, so I can't just <laughs> flat out call a guy a liar that I don't know him. You know, so. Uh,
2: go ahead, Sean. I, I believe that there was a little something to it, like if, if um. I don't know. Uh, let's say I was at uh, Dre's house right now. And he said something about Rob, you know, and Rob's not on there. Like just something like that. I don't think it was anything beyond that. And and I don't mean he said something about Rob that he didn't know, but like let's say something happened. Like oh, well, we all went out to dinner, and Rob didn't get his his half of the check. You know, I hate when niggas do that. That, was the, that is just all it was. And then the dude tried to blow it up to make it all different. I mean. I'm going to tell you like this. If it was something, then it ain't nothing now because the two guys involved said that dude's full of shit. So they already banged it against him, and he's done. So if right. he had credibility, if he had it, then he ain't got too much now because he, he has to, in order to get credibility back, he has to throw both of them under the bus for something that's old and probably wasn't that much yeah. to begin with. So yeah, he- that
1: was my next point. Like how, like if it was something that had to be like very situational, like you know, this guy asked him, like you know, what I'm saying, like you know, what was your thoughts or your opinions about what he did, you know, in this, you know, situation specifically, and the guy probably gave the true and honest opinion. And you know, turned it into like, all right, now this is how it is. Like, no, that's just what that was, you know. In that one instance, you know, that doesn't, you know, filter out into you know the rest of our relationship as a, you know player in front of office. But
0: see, I understand what y'all are saying, but the the thing about it is, those were direct <clears throat> quotes from Derek. Like he sat down and had a conversation with Derek and and asked Derek these questions. And Derek responded to those, those questions with the quotes that he has in the story. So Derek said that he acknowledged that there, that there has been tension between his camp and the Bulls. And Derek said that he's glad that they're past it. Derek said right. that he heard about there being problems and people not liking the way he handled himself. When um, he had his first uh, knee injury, so like these are all quotes and information that he, you know, he's been given from Derek. So right. the question is not necessarily is he lying; it's uh, who's managing Derek and <laughs> are they managing Derek well? Properly, <laughs> I don't think he's been getting managed well. For I mean, maybe now, now
1: it's you the know, media Derek, uh, in the media specifically.
0: Yeah, or just to wait, because it's been... Uh, Derek is 25 years old. Right. And this is the first time in his... Like, I wrote about this in one of my columns. Um, this is the first time in Derek, it seems like in his entire life, where Derek has started to speak for himself. Where Derek <laughs> is out front. Like, you don't... like that. Me and Rob talked about this last season, and I honestly believe this happened. Like, you have not heard a word from Reggie Rose... Since 2012. Not one word. The summer of 2012 was the last time you heard anything from Reggie Rose. I honestly believe that that was the starting point of Derek beginning to talk for himself. He probably told his brother. and, now, and I think he got a friend. lot,
1: dude. Did you see Derek interviews in the beginning of his career? His very that first time he year. Wasn't very, he just he, did not speak well in public. Well. He, he didn't. Did well. He's been real learning. He's been learning. No problem it, for him.
0: But it's not good to have other people speaking for you when it comes to to basketball because what (coughs) they say may not line up with what you want.
1: That's true. And I'm the one now putting producer numbers on the court. So, you know, to me, when it comes to basketball, you know, it seems like everything that should be said should be truly from, you know, my from heart. From me. My perspective. <laughs> You're right. <laughs>
0: DJ's perspective, and what has happened in his career for too long, has been he's been you know, having other people speak for him. So, starting with Reggie shutting up, which is basically what's happened for the last two years, until now where you see Derek, he's doing one interview after another, where Derek is in front of cameras, and Derek is talking, and he's smiling, and he feels more comfortable. Like Those things are now coming to the forefront, so it's not... Out of the realm of possibility that he sat down with Joe Cowley and had this conversation, the question is why? Why did he have that conversation? Why did he answer those questions? I don't. <laughs> I don't see the reason why.
2: At the same time, yeah, though, I mean, you had Steph. You had Steph Curry just recently. You know, said he was the best. Uh, he was a better offensive player than, um, than uh, LeBron. And I remember years ago. I mean. Um, I think Wayne said he was better than uh, Jay Z or whatever. If you put him on the spot and you're asked honestly, you're supposed to you're supposed to give an honest
1: answer. You don't Wait, think no, 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 as a, a, as a no, star no, player, no, as a marquee no, guy, no. as an entity in an in an organization, what do you expect me to say? Yeah, this other guy is better, you know, better than me. That's completely better than me.
0: I'm it's just. What you want from your star basketball player and Derrick
1: Rose is if
0: someone asks you a question about a rift between the Chicago Bulls and the org- in your camp or you and the Chicago Bulls, what you want for him to say is everything between me and the Chicago
1: Bulls is fine. And keep yes. it moving.
0: We can keep, keep everything everything you house. we can keep everything in-house.
1: We can keep everything in-house. That's how I feel. I live by that creed. Everything should be yeah. handled on the lowest level possible. Because if everything is going stuff. fine,
0: everything is going fine. Everybody's praising you. Everybody's Everybody. talking about your how well you're playing. Right. You you're doing all these interviews and everything is good and then you just randomly insert some negative interview in the middle of it, that screams of mismanagement. That's what that screams of. That's if, screams oh, but that's a little of. different.
2: If somebody asks me like if someone asks you about what what's going on with you, did you ever have problems with this or that? If it's pertaining to past stuff and it's not bothering no, you now No, because that that's that, that
0: Sean. That is like the first. To, that's what? like the first thing you learn in, in, in public relations. That's the first thing you learn in public relations. You don't put out negative shit. Like you, you don't, don't say do nothing. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I'm not, a, I'm not so, so, so well. So. Why?
1: You don't say nothing. Man. The
0: reason not why so. you don't do that is because it becomes a distraction to everything else. Because nobody would, for at least two weeks, nobody was talking about how well Derrick Rose looked, how fast he was, how he had an explosion back. Everybody is talking about the rift between the Chicago Bulls and Derrick Rose's camp. And they weren't talking about it like it was in the past. They were talking about it like it was in the present.
1: Right? Yeah, that's, that's how
0: going
2: right, do right it. now. He had that's a qu- We don't know the context that quote was in. He that's the- why you
0: don't make the quote. Like that's what That's why really like, shut
1: up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> cuz <Because laughs> I,
0: I look, I'm going to tell you right now. I would have done it if I was if I was in Joe Cowley's position, I would have probably did the same thing. I would have written that shit the same way because why not?
1: But I don't that don't was my next question to you, Dre. As a writer and a reporter, what are you supposed to do? What do you? You're have you
0: to do what Joe Cowley did, unless you're one of those guys who writes soft for a particular organization, has <laughs> you know
1: particular feelings with this one particular player. Yeah, and you're like, seen. okay, like I say, Brian we, Brian Winehorse with LeBron James had to be like the most biased writer. Yeah,
0: he's soft as hell on LeBron. He won't <laughs> write one negative thing about Ever. it. So there are I people so, like that. It's Joe Cowley isn't that guy. If you give him information, he's going to write it. And if you give him information like that, dead center in the middle of, like, a love fest. When you drop that shit down there, nobody's no, I'm thinking not about winning with him.
2: But I'm, I'm also saying, um, yeah, Derek should have put a lead on it, but he,
0: he got the right to say whatever he has. Yeah, he he's does, but it. it's stupid. No, That's I the point. Like, say everything say. you have a right yeah, to do doesn't he mean bad. you should do it.
1: You have yeah, a that's, like, a that's like, you know, the basic, oh, I got freedom of speech, so I'm going to say whatever I want. No, you're an idiot. You should probably just say things, you know, when it's required of you, as opposed to, you know.
0: Say whatever the hell comes on your mind. Somebody asked <laughs> ask me a question. I'm just going to
2: answer
1: Right.
0: No, <laughs> that's not how, like, if, if you're a celebrity, that's not how you're supposed to conduct yourself.
2: Oh, thing. I just I said this. To speak first, you know. So, Mark, I mean, that... Say, say that again, Mark, you're a muscle. Marcus spoke to how he couldn't speak very well at first. And I mean, I don't think that he's still, you know, like now all of a sudden he he probably still on that's,
0: that, that's my point. That, that's been the entire point of, of this conversation is that that was mismanagement by his team. They should have never let him speak to Joe Cowley about that topic. And he should have been smart enough because he's been in the NBA for seven years. He's seen the negativity that comes from press. Derrick Rose is not stupid. He's seen this.
1: He should have uh, known better. When you do, when norm, when interviews normally go down, isn't there always usually the celebrity or whoever it may be? Uh, a PR guy usually is somewhere close by, you know, keeping his ear out on the interview, making sure that, you know, he don't slip up and don't I don't know you if know, he has-
0: PR guy. I think he just has Reggie and
1: BJ. That's his brothers. But it's like. And then uh, then, uh, then they need to go that. get training on, you know, how to deal with the media. You know, like. You, you have to think about, okay, let's just say it was uh, just him and
0: BJ. You have to think about that. You have to think about the relationship that BJ has with the Chicago Bulls organization and why he would allow Derek to do that. Yeah. Because he doesn't particularly care for the Bulls front office. Um, that's why he would allow that to happen. But Derek has to be smarter than that. You cannot allow yourself to be put in a compromised situation
1: that becomes a how many? Who who's all B B J? Who does all uh, who who is in that, that he represents? Say that again. Rose B J. That his camp. Who all does oh, he love represent out of his camp? I think it's. I mean,
0: BJ is BJ is Derek's agent, right? But I know he. Actually, I
1: think he represents someone else.
0: He represents somebody hmm. else in the
2: camp. I, shit, I don't know. Also, I mean, we're talking about he. The, what was his exact question? Was it not exact? But the it was um uh, miscommunication between or or some tensions between uh, Derek Rose and his camp and Jerry Roster. No, no,
0: no. Derek Derek acknowledged that he had that there was tension between the Bulls front office and him. And okay, then he also acknowledged that there was tension between the front office and his quote unquote camp. So he acknowledged that that there, that that there, he he knew about certain tensions that run that ran between himself, his camp, and the Chicago Bulls. The
2: question is, why offer that? Why bring it's it up just, now? <laughs> I, 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 tell, I tell you what, I mean, the reporter wanted something. He asked him that question. He didn't have yeah. to ask him. I don't think Derek was speaking to now. That's why I think he said you're fucking lying, because we don't have problems now. No, Derek think, has been talking now. I mean, he had problems. He had problems. I mean, every I know you can handle stuff. Like,
0: yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. He has to handle it better. You cannot have this being an issue going forward where he's doing this. That's why immediately afterwards, after he talked to Jerry Ronsdorf, after Jerry Ronsdorf probably was like, what the fuck are you doing? He came out immediately afterwards and was like, everything Jerry Ronsdorf said was right. I don't know why people are making things up to try to put a wedge between me and the Bulls front office. Everything is fine. But that's not what he said to Joe Cowley, which leads me to believe that he didn't know what the fuck he was doing out there, and his camp, i.e. B.J. Armstrong, knew what was going on and allowed it to happen.
1: But the question is, is there really any type of, you know, beef between the two camps at, this at all? Point
0: not. I uh, don't know about don't that at all, man. Come on, come on, bro. After, I mean, how do you let go of uh, the, the vast majority of the negative press that Derrick Rose has gotten? over these last two years are directly but attributed to the Chicago fault. Bulls.
1: I don't think that's completely, you know, Jerry Reindorf and the organization's fault. Uh, yeah. I don't think that's completely their fault. I mean, Derrick Rose has to take accountability for his part. Now, the that, when you start playing are not performing, what do you expect? Yeah, that
0: would, it wouldn't have ever been an issue had the Bulls not said that Derrick Rose was cleared to play. They reached that. Yeah. I don't know why they did that, that was leaked by the front office. Someone in the front office leaked that, just the way the same way somebody in the front office leaked that Derek Rose didn't recruit Carmelo Anthony, even though she Derek did. came out immediately afterwards and said that he did. He talked to Carmelo, but somebody in the front office was leaking things. then, too. The front yeah, office has been that leaking was,
1: stuff. Was already a knock on him. They already been saying that Yeah, but it became an oh, issue. There,
0: but once everybody said, "Oh, Derek is at the at the Berthold Center." He worked out for Melo. He talked to Melo. Okay, cool. But a couple of days after that, it became, it was leaked that, that he didn't really talk to Melo and he didn't really recruit him. Or while they were trying to get Carmelo, it was leaked through the Bulls' front office that he didn't want Melo and he wanted Kevin Love. The Bulls' front office has been systematically, someone in it has been systematically ruining his reputation. Now, I, I find Bob, that
1: hard to believe, Drake. Really you really, you really. Because you know the media circles, they work in their own inner the circle, and you know, Marcus. every it's no secret that the media circles, plus Phil Jackson's wanting mellow back in New York. Marcus. So if there's already a story out about Rose, you know, not Marcus. you know recruiting, Marcus. of course they're gonna leave. a uh, Rose recruit Mello. So mellow can see this is you know, man, All right. Marcus, <laughs> look at me, look at me. <laughs> I am
0: Look looking me. at you. I am looking at you. It came from the Bulls. It came from yeah. the Bulls.
2: And you I'm telling
0: you that with 99% really assurity. You really believe it? I don't believe it. it. Marcus, Marcus, I don't believe it. I you know, know it.
1: I know okay. it. I know okay.
0: it with, I'm not going to say 100% I be, assurity. L, I believe it. It's just
1: say you know yeah. I believe it.
0: I'm not saying 100%, <laughs> but 99% sure Because I didn't hear it come from Bulls front office mouth. But the people that I have faith in, the bloggers that I have faith in, and the people, the sources that I that I have, they say that it was it, it came from sources within the Chicago Bulls. <laughs> the same way it came from the Chicago Bulls, that he was cleared to play. And Derek, within that same interview, Derek was saying he'd been telling the Chicago Bulls for months that he was not prepared to play and that he didn't think he was going to. But all of a sudden, it it's leaked out that Derek is clear for practice. Like who the hell does that and why? Like somebody in the front office has been doing something. I also wrote in my piece that the Bulls need to find their leak and plug it. The same way I also <laughs> felt that Derek needed to find
1: his leak, They are their leak. leak. They are their leak. leak. If you as if you're as certain as you say you are, please believe there's people that's in positions that probably, you know, connected with the guy that's leaking this information out. You know what I'm saying? There's you know down from the, you know, the owner down, GM, assistant GM, you know, player think, development. They, they all probably know who the rat and the mole is, but you know, you, you think this ain't his first rodeo, so everybody gonna keep their yeah, mouth closed like think, they know how think to think do. I that,
0: that Jerry Bronsdorf <laughs> or or Gar or Gar or Pax or or Thales have an issue,
2: Derek. I, I really I don't, don't think that. Don't put nothing past him. Come on now. Nah,
0: I don't think I don't think John Paxson has a problem with Derrick Rose. Uh, I, I, I don't think that there's a but he's a dude. Boring, on a
1: guy. Like, he
0: tried, like you try to swing on Vinny Del Negro, who is a notable is a notable asshole in all NBA circles. It's I mean, like. Come on. Hey, uh, who's, uh, I'm pretty sure he's not the first person that tried to swing on Vinny Del Negro, man. Let's not make this about Vinny Del Negro. I think
1: Kirk Heinrich tried to swing on Vinny Del Negro. No,
0: let's not make this about Vinny. Because Vinny I'm is known to be an asshole.
2: I'm making it known. That. <laughs> what type of asshole swings on a nigga dude. you? swing on a dude at work and see if you keep your job. It's not cool. Was was by, look, you're, you're, you're trying to make this about <laughs> Vinny Del Negro and it's not about him. No, I, I'm... About the I type of guy might not give a fuck about what he's doing. Yeah, but I, look, I,
0: I, like I said, I of the people, the people on this podcast. The people on this podcast, Sean, of the people on this podcast, who would have more privy to Chicago Bulls thoughts, feelings, and the relationship center? Who would have more information on that? You, I'm not. I'm so, saying. I, I'm telling you. I'm telling you that there is no issue between Derrick Rose and the Chicago Bulls front office. I don't know who the the person is that's leaking the information, but from what I've heard, it's not a Gar or a Pax or a Thibs thing. It's someone else that's giving out this
1: information. But would you deny the fact that they know who that someone else is?
0: There's a good possibility that they do, but the thing about Jerry Ronsdorf is he's a fairly uh, loyal guy. So, like, what, what's the worst that's going to happen to someone? Because I, I haven't heard a name. I haven't heard a name yet. Nobody has a name. But from what I've heard, it's none of, it's none of the principal players. You, say,
1: you know, names disappear rumors anyway. So, yeah. so the <laughs>
0: principal players aren't the issue. It's someone else in the organization that has, a, that has in the past had an issue with Derrick Rhodes' brother and B.J. Armstrong. And that's where it's coming from. So the Bulls need to clean that up. That's first and foremost. And maybe they have because Derek no longer feels that there's a problem with himself and the Chicago Bulls. And when I say himself, I mean him and his camp. He yeah. no longer feels that there is a, an issue because now he's taking control over his own career. You don't hear Reggie talking anymore, and you see Derek doing more talking for himself. So maybe from this point forward, we may not get stupid ass interviews. Uh, that the Derek gave Joe Cowley because Joe Cowley doesn't particularly care for Derek Rose. He he often bashes him and it was very weird to me that he even took an interview with Joe Cowley to begin with. But I, I don't think you'll see those types of things from Derek in the future. But if you do, I think it will get to a point where if it hasn't already, that Derek needs to fire B J Armstrong because he's mismanaging him. <laughs> he's mismanaging him. That that's the, the, the point of this. There's the crux of my... time
3: huh should have fired him a long time ago a
0: very long time ago because bj <laughs> has a hard on for john
3: He has a
0: hard on for john paxton
3: because google <laughs> plus is 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 fucking with me so i just said okay <laughs> what'd you say so enjoy my wine listen to you assholes argue about bj armstrong and, and
2: <laughs> well we certainly should have been gone a
0: long time ago though, basically but we we talked about that on, on prior podcasts too. But I think that if Derek is able to take control of his career, then BJ can stick around because a lot of what he's been doing has been off of the advice of BJ, and if BJ doesn't have the best it doesn't have his best intentions in mind.
3: No, because so. BJ is out for himself, man. He's 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 so busy trying to stick it to the Bulls for not giving him that GM job, and, you know, and he he's he's thinking with his with his head. You know, me not with his head, but with his heart, and and not his head. You know, not being you know doing just just being a smart businessman and helping out the kid that's making everybody the most damn, goddamn money. You know, he's making the money for everybody, and you you're you're so busy trying to, you know, oh man, the Bulls didn't do this for me and yada yada yada. You're you're agent now, bro. Like you're making your money. You, you know, that's you're fifteen percent of the stars in the league, and just you know let it go.
1: So that, that's what I wanted. To, that's what I wanted to know. Was there any other NBA players that BJ represented? Because
3: I don't think, so. I I think somewhere. I think he does. I can't I, I don't know.
1: I want to say it's know, like I Steph Curry does. or somebody. Man, he, he
0: got Steph Curry too. I thought uh, what's his name half step. Let
1: look that
2: up. <laughs>
1: oh, let's hope. Let's
2: hope that shit's all wrong.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah but <laughs> at the end of, at the end of the day, you know Derek. Derek, he needs to be his own man, and it's it's good that he that he's becoming a man. And I, I think, you know, a, a lot of times, because I've criticized him for not speaking for himself, too, but uh, I, I think a lot of times we forget that he did come into to the NBA very, very young. And, you know, he was still a kid when he came in. We watched him grow. We watched him mature a little bit. So I, I think as he's matured, he's he learned how to, to – you know, he's gained his own voice. So mm-hmm. that's why uh, we'll, we'll see him we'll see him do a couple more so, things like that.
3: Peep this. Um Nah, it's not Steph. It's not Steph, but he has a bunch of other cats that he Yeah,
0: JaVale McGee, Doran Lamb, Al Horford.
1: Al Horford, okay. That, no, that's Jake not a
0: guy. I mean, Bab Mello, Revis Vasquez,
1: yep.
0: uh and some other guys that's not. What is NBA. this
1: dude doing, starting a plantation?
0: <laughs> uh, he's with the Wasserman uh, Media oh, right. and that, that's, a,
3: that's a big group. So. Yeah, yeah, that
0: makes sense. That makes
3: sense. He's, something for
0: them. <laughs> well, he, he's done well by Jason Terry. He's still in the league.
1: And he's still got a ridiculous contract. He did well by JaVale McGee because he got a big fucking
0: contract he's garbage. Don't he make like twelve mil a year? It's <laughs> close to that and and JaVale McGee, he wasn't even starting no Denver that <laughs> like, like, After he got that contract.
1: I think like one year he had like a stretch of like fifteen games where like he was going bananas. <laughs> and it was like they created this upside that really was never there for the guy. So it was like
0: You had yeah. contract year uh contract year JaVale McGee. <laughs> 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 he went out there, destroyed the league for the last 15, 20 games of the season, and devil was like, we got to pay him. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we got to keep this guy. <laughs>
0: Fucked up their whole rotation with that one. Man. All right. So the
2: you, you would say that Derrick Rose is saying it with his chest now.
0: I would just say that he that he's, just, he's, <laughs> he's grown up. That he's grown hey, nigga, up. Back. Move on, damn it. He's grown up. That's uh, that's he, that's he definitely, he choice. definitely,
3: need, he definitely needed to. That was, that was key.
0: Yeah, you know, sometimes, especially when when you're in the NBA and you come in young, it takes those guys a long time to to actually grow up. I mean, like like I wrote in my piece, you had LeBron in his um, well, what, what, what was it, the sixth year in the league, sixth year, seventh year in the league, making the biggest fucking mistake of his entire career. When, when he left uh, Cleveland and did that dumbass uh, decision shit. Like, the, it, and he was the best player in the league at that point. And, and, he was,
1: and the, uh, the, he, I mean, he still is a face, but at that point, I think, you know, it, he was on fire. And it was like the LeBron, the, the King James and the whole witness campaign was ridiculous then. you know made, That was
0: the biggest mistake he'd ever made. And probably the only mistake he's made in his career is how he left uh, Cleveland. And, you know, and, and it happens because he was young. He was young, and he took some bad advice. And I think that for the first few years of Derrick's career, he's just been taking bad advice.
1: That's just Yeah, bad. but I think LeBron recovered, you know, from that. LeBron yeah, did a pretty good job.
0: Championships uh, uh, do that, but that first yeah. year he wasn't recovered. That first
1: yeah. year in Miami. That first year, I was just going to say, that first year, you know, it hurt, man. It really did. I, You know, I could tell, like, every time, like, after they, you know, lost, every time they interviewed, you could see the pain in his face. Like, <laughs> he did not want to speak to the media at all, man. He was just worried about, you know, getting back to basketball, winning basketball, you know, which I think he lost sight of, you know, you know at the point of the decision. I think just the hype just overwhelmed him. Which a lot of times, when you think about how old was LeBron, he might he was only like twenty five years old when he made the decision. That's
0: that's, you know that's my point. Mean, he was very young. Young guys make very bad decisions. Yeah, we uh,
1: all the time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's just what happens. And I think I think Derek gets a lot of a lot of flack for that. But I mean, young dudes fuck up all the time. It, it ain't it ain't exclusive to people who are out you know who aren't millionaires. He's just more in in the, in the face of the media. Than anybody else, but I am. I want to see what happens from this point forward with him, to see how he handles himself and handles the media um, from this point forward. Because you know he said he's ready to turn a new page, and it, and it looks like he's like he's ready to do so. Uh, just not with the Bulls organization, with, with uh, like how he perceives himself as a man. He, like you have kids and stuff, you can't let people talk to you anymore. Like you can't take orders from people anymore. You can't just say. DJ told me to do this, and I, I believe what he said. What he's telling me to do is the right thing. Like yeah. you have to start making your own goddamn decisions. So he's we, still we'll stuck in
1: that. a robot mode. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's what he used to say. We gotta see what he says from this point, and we, we'll see how how uh, how Derek uh, improves as a man and shows himself as a man uh, from this point forward. But uh, I also want to say we've been talking a lot about LeBron um, uh, over the podcast, you know, bringing his name up. And uh, we all know that, that LeBron is six
1: eight.
0: I don't give a fuck what nobody says. LeBron was close to the to 300 pounds. Don't I mean. say
1: nothing ridiculous. He's <laughs> nah, <drunk>. right.
0: That <laughs> dude <He> was <laughs> close <drunk>. to <laughs> 300 pounds. 300 pounds? He he was
1: <laughs> to 250, whatever the hell he was calling his ass.
0: LeBron's <laughs> ass wasn't no gadget. LeBron is 6'8", 235. <laughs> Mike was 6'6", 235. <laughs> you're trying to tell me this walking tank was eight? Two hundred thirty-five. I think
1: 200. it was about two seventy. Yeah.
0: That's what I said. He was closer to three hundred than he was at a two thirty, whatever the fuck they were yeah, calling him.
1: They were calling him. I think they had him like two forty. Get the Boy, hell like he out of here. Two forty.
0: Kobe me Two <laughs> twenty. LeBron two forty. You think that really looked like twenty more pounds of muscle? LeBron was a fucking tank. Used to be. Yeah. It used to be a
1: tank.
0: What that's do y'all think happened? Because it became a whole big national national thing. Did he stop taking that HGH?
1: (laughs) (laughs) You mean that? Oh,
0: my God. Uh, All
1: right, well, let me get my first joke out of the way. I think, you know, all NBA players started to, you know, get scared and shook up after the DA came in and wiped out, you know, all these (laughs) baseball, you know, distributors and got all these players' names. So, hey, because you
3: know that uh, that other cat, uh, I don't know what his name is, but he just got arrested a couple of days. Yeah, this, that, Tony Potts. Yeah, Rice. that guy. And they said he has a book or something with of another... Every- <laughs> With another 10, 15 names in it. It's said of all kinds of athletes. It, it's not based just baseball players. It's man, all it, kinds of athletes. MLB
0: like, said we do. ain't even worried about it. <laughs> we feel like we got everybody the first time. So now we got to realize who's about to come out now? Yeah. MLB, you, MLB, you know, MLB,
3: know what MLB. I mean?
0: LeBron James. All the
3: cats, man.
0: GH in that goddamn stomach when that nigga was in the bowl. Mm, hey. Coming. Hey.
1: Le- but the longest time we learned out, we didn't know that these. I mean, well, pretty much soon because these guys, you know, young, but, you know, they're young. They're pretty silly. But that these guys were smoking weed in the season. To Josh Howard, dumbass, decided uh, to come out <laughs> and willingly offer up yeah, that What the fuck game.
0: ever happened to Josh Howard? What <laughs> <was> <laughs> happened to him? <laughs> he tore his knee up. Uh, yeah. I so. back. He never really recovered. From- yeah, that dude was pretty yeah.
1: good, though, man. That dude was pretty yeah. good. You he ball? was really good. He yeah.
0: was good. shooting guard, small forward. Yeah, he could hit. He could shoot a little bit, drive a little hey, bit. Yeah, great rebounder. Block. Towards the knee up and never, never, never really responded. Kind of like how uh, Ronnie Brewer did. Because, you know when Ronnie Brewer, when he messed his knee up, he never he never, never came, came back. back. <laughs> but uh, you know, but it's just weird. You know, do your boy gets arrested and you, you Lebron James pops up and he didn't lost. 25, 30, goddamn. <laughs> Talking about he stopped, he stopped. I, I cut out cars.
1: quick yeah, hard. I, I don't really believe in coincidences. And, uh, you know, if do happen, I, I believe they're very, very rare. <laughs> so, so, this right here, my friend, <laughs> <laughs> <this> is <not laughs> one of them. <laughs> so, so what you're telling me is, because you're telling I mean, me that LeBron what? didn't. Did Melo, like, oh, holy shit, LeBron got small and two weeks later, this dude is like <laughs> the smallest dude on the fucking court. This is crazy. I, swear, I saw
0: Carmelo and I really thought it was Trevor Ariza. And then I was like, wait a minute. That's goddamn Carmelo Anthony. So, but do you really believe that both of them cut out carbs at the same time? They both. They cut exactly. out a lot of shit.
2: <laughs> With some other niggas on a the list somewhere. And- Snow <laughs> carbs.
0: <clears throat> and I don't give a damn how many carbs you cut out ain't enough carbs on earth to cut out with LeBron like, they showed that, show that picture of what he, what he looked like in 2013 at the end of the 2013 season I mean, and he looked what he Dre, looked like I the, believe that piece.
1: dude looked like he was about a good 220 <laughs> 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 that's like 50 fucking pounds <laughs>
0: He looked, like Hulk. he looked like the incredible Hulk getting out of the water in that middle picture. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, like his boots better now. He had <laughs> no goddamn neck. <laughs> like this all mass. He just all Ronnie had no neck. He just walking around like this. No Man, neck. Broad ass shoulders. And now he's killing. he looked like any old regular dude now with, 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 with a six pack. I wanna see how <laughs> how his game, I mean, I think it's smart. Uh, uh, You know, all jokes aside, when you start hitting 30, you know, you don't want to go the Charles Barkley route, you know, where you hit the age of 30 and you keep the same weight that you had on when you were 25 and obviously more spry. It's intelligent for both of them to especially Carmelo, because we've been talking about Carmelo with that same baby weight you know, since since he was a rookie. He's had the same baby weight since he was a rookie. It's like, but now you're thirty. It's not baby weight no more, but uh, uh, homie, you just you just a little bit out of shape, you just like this.
1: <laughs> so, I,
2: I wish more guys were smaller, man. I hate the whole oh you got to put on so many pounds of muscle stuff. It's like no, but hey, get, and, and, get strong. But I, I don't want guys to be too big, man. Like what we, what he was at before was way too big, man.
1: I, I mean, don't, you think don't want so, because Melo is one of those guys which I know. For you know, all of us probably didn't pay sports before. And, you know, whether it be, you know, in the league or at a park or whatever. And some guys are not built, you know, like brick shit houses, but they just have natural strength. strength. You know what he's I mean? He's a strong yeah. guy. he's nah, a naturally I was, strong guy. And that's where he pretty much built his game off of from when he was from Oak Hill to Syracuse. You know, I remember in Syracuse, I've seen Melo on the block probably more than I see him now. You know, in the NBA. Now I see him take threes all the time. When they so won an actual championship, yeah. that dude was on a beating people up. You know what I'm saying?
0: So what do you think is going to happen uh, to Melo's game now that, he, that he's Trevor recently uh,
1: uh,
0: <laughs> A lot faster. <laughs> a lot faster. I mean, because he already yeah. had a quick first step. But do yeah, you but think it's going to be so
1: much, so much quicker do you, now.
0: Do you think it's going to affect his post-game? Nope.
1: that's my biggest concern. I do really, I really do He'll just be
0: faster. I mean, I don't yeah, think. Man. I mean, like the he, thing with his first step is he used his first step to get you on his hip, and then he would use his mass to drive you back off of him. Yeah, how <laughs> is he gonna be able to do that anymore now that he now that he looks like? Him. I can
1: mean, see do. a lot more pull-ups. Seventeen <laughs> foot, eighteen foot pull-ups. <laughs> you know. I, uh,
0: and what about LeBron? Because LeBron basically did the same thing. He he generally would get you on on his hip. He wasn't like, really in the
2: post you. anyway, though. Like whatever. Now, LeBron,
0: LeBron yeah, was in the post a lot these last, last uh, two
1: years, geez, man. Like what, what, what game did LeBron lived in a post? You don't shoot fifty six percent from the <laughs> field, not shoot in the jump post. Shots. <laughs> he ain't gonna be doing that,
2: man. He don't. He he never even liked his post game. He won't be there. And
1: want
0: shine. This is a real question. Did you watch LeBron James play basketball <laughs> <laughs> over the last two years? He did a hell of a real lot of posting up over the last couple years, and that's why. Compared
2: to what he did in the in the beginning, yes. No, I don't, I don't,
0: in general, he posted up a lot. That's why he added all of the mass to his body because it made it more difficult to guard him in the post. He didn't just add that mass just to be doing it. He did it because his post game
1: necessitated it. Yeah, it's like, what level <laughs> do you go up from unstoppable? That's pretty much what he did by just, you know, if he did come in the league at 240, by year three, this dude was 260 pounds. You know what I'm saying? And he just... He just Holy ran people. to the rim with no fear, and you just had to get out so, of his way. So what do
0: you do? You think that's like, – is he changing – I mean, Blatt is obviously, you know, building that team to be a run-and-gun team, which is intelligent, because they're going to be very, very scary offensively.
1: The Suns. I think they're going to be fat.
0: Suns. But how does that – like, how does that change? Because LeBron, like, guys would have to move out of his way. Like, do you see guys, you know, standing in there a little bit more, uh, taking charges a little bit
2: more? Should have never That's all he does I is charge. Now,
1: his, his ability to eliminate a lot of fours probably went out the window because, you know, like I said, there's only a few fours that's really strong and dominant in our league right now. So LeBron pretty much, you know, out of the 30, you know, NBA teams, 30-something NBA teams, the dude could lock down about a good – 20 starting Power Fours, you know what I'm saying? But that's gone, you know, so how do you, I mean, but I guess with the addition of Kevin Love. Well, no, but that, their
0: plan, play. what they're probably going to do the majority of the time is have LeBron and Kevin Love play the Power Forward in the center so that you can get more shooters on the floor. Well with play. LeBron
1: at 210, I mean, I guess if he doesn't lose any of his fierceness and his toughness, he should be fine, you know. Yeah, the he's one, still, he's still. Oh, yeah. I know David West abuses him, in the, abuses him. In That's the what I said There's some people that abuses him You know about a good starting power force That can really you know bang him You know out of the post
0: and they, now, and they try to put him on Tim Duncan and and uh to That <laughs> <didn't> really, <laughs> That didn't really go very well Either in the fight So I don't I mean that's I think that's their plan Is to have them too because you can't You can't really depend on a- Anderson very real. Playing entire season uh, oh, NBA basketball that. anymore, so I think they plan on having him and Lebron play Love him, and Lebron play the power forward and center position. That's, That's why I season.
1: think it would suck that they did lose Spencer Halls because he could have been, you know, just that extra guy to just fill the hole. You know what I'm saying? Fill the paint, and he can knock down the Though uh.
0: you keep him on <laughs> Lebron, so you know, take the good with the bad. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing I wanted to talk about before we uh, get into this, to the Bears' camp, uh, like what do you guys think is going to happen with, uh, with Andrew with, with this entire, this entire, the whole thing, all of it? You know, it, it's a very difficult thing for him to have had to go through as a young man to find himself squarely in the middle of trade talks before he's even played an NBA basketball game.
1: Well, first he just uh – I think he has to, you know, come in with the mindset of, you know, I'm just going to play well and give it 100%, you know, while I'm there. You know, because if he allowed this to start to affect the way he think, you know, right now, that can – for a young guy to have his confidence affected right now, I think it's pretty devastating in the NBA. You know what I'm saying? So – if he got the right people surrounding him, you know, they, they'll be telling him, you know, it, it doesn't matter if he ends up in Cleveland or Minnesota. You know, I think that guy got a good chance to be, you know, m- might not be a superstar, but he'll be an all-star for some years in his NBA, you know, as long as he continues to keep the right people around him. And from the interviews and stuff, I've seen him. He seemed like a pretty, you know, well-put-together young man, well-spoken young man. So, it's, you know, I, I don't think <clears throat> it'll really have that much effect on his game. You know, it sucked that he don't get to play with LeBron, but, you know, whatever. Would you rather – I know me personally, I'd rather play against LeBron as opposed to play with him because, you know, that's the type of competitor I am. And I'm pretty sure he got, you know, the same competitive drive or he wouldn't be an NBA. You know.
0: That, the, that interview that he had on ESPN, though, I'm, me and Rob talked about this on the phone. I'll give him one thing. He handled it with a lot more uh, class and and, and manhood. Uh, you know, and balls and than Kevin Love did.
1: Yeah, I've been really impressed.
0: You know, 18-year-old kid that's been out there answering all the questions, and you haven't heard a word from Kevin Love in regards to this, you know, trade He's running today. away from it. Man. Yeah, he's been he running, running away, and, you know, Andrew Wiggins couldn't get, couldn't get out of it. <clears> so he handled it with a lot of class and a lot of balls, and, you know, I give him a lot of respect for that. But in that ESPN interview, when they asked him if he thought Cleveland wanted him, he looked like a broken kid. He yeah. looked
2: broken, you know, <laughs> and it's that's a hard. I want to know how he uh, fuel him, man. And I, I think ultimately it's gonna be great for him. I mean, cause I, I kind of wanted him to play in LeBron. you know, uh, like he was sitting behind, you know, like he was the backup QB, and then one day he would take over the the cast. But you know what? Fuck that. Fuck LeBron! Like I mean, that's what he's thinking now. Like I don't need them, and now that I think about it, I didn't need them. I could be my own man without them. And it's nothing wrong. It's nothing wrong with that yeah, at I all.
0: Think, yeah, you come to that conclusion when you don't have a choice. <clears throat> because if you, when he, when, when it was announced that LeBron was going to Cleveland, like right, wasn't nobody more happy. <laughs> Nobody had the biggest smile on their face than Andrew.
1: that dude was. He yeah. was
0: from ear to ear, <laughs> and then reality finally set in for him, and it was like, okay, now, yeah.
1: now this, this is sucks.
0: business. <laughs> yeah, I'm like this is awful. Right? I gotta fucking go to Minnesota. You know, even though I think I think Minnesota, that those two guys, uh, Levine and, um, and and Wiggins, they could you know, be nice. They could be good uh,
1: with Rubio uh, running a break with them. I think with that'd be Rubio good. Run- you know, I've been pretty surprised how well Ricky Rubio has handled himself in the NBA ever since coming over because he came over as a pretty young guy, too. You know what I'm saying? And he came over from an international game, which is, you know, uh, completely different from ours. And, you know, he got adjusted pretty fast. And, you know, you know, I, I can't see him as a leader, you know, for the future for Minnesota so that's good you just for you. gotta him. learn how to shoot. Yeah, God. you don't shoot. You gotta <laughs> learn how to shoot, man. Like, you know, shoot a But, 20, as, a, a but 15, as a point 20. guard and having the ability to orchestrate an office, you know, gives Except you that leadership. Yeah. You know, gives you that.
0: Okay. We've talked about Wiggins. All right, Rock. You up, bro. Rock.
1: There, time.
0: Robert Tate. This dude is all on the phone.
1: He's surfing right now.
0: <laughs> he, he, he probably he probably got it on all, all the way down. Well, so uh, on Monday, me and Rob went to uh we went to Bourbonnais and uh, we we got to obviously we do the the mini camp uh, the training camp and we get to we get to act like we're media for the day and um it was it was real interesting it was interesting this year because uh, this year to me kind of highlighted the same, the, the, some of the same issues that I saw last year, which I didn't think would be a problem this year. So I don't know if it's just because the offense is just that good or if the defense is still really that bad. Because it, just in the day that we saw, the offense completely handled the defense you know, that day. And it, it really wasn't even competitive. I saw a lot of peanut getting people getting the best of peanut. I saw, I, I know at least two or three times I saw Alshon Jeffrey get the best of him. Um, I mean, you're
1: not talking about no slouches here. Though.
0: No, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not talking about him being a slouch. But you know,
1: he's got about division, six, three, 200 pounds. You know.
0: He's, but he's still a good. I'm not talking about getting the best of him where like you know he made a good catch. Oh, okay. I'm Talking about making him look bad
1: like just beating them on routes. <laughs>
0: yeah. And then an- another thing that I saw, not necessarily defensively, that if I was a Bears fan, it would worry me is that I'm not really sold on their backup quarterbacks. I mean, Jimmy Clausen is probably going to win the uh the backup quarterback position, but I think that's a lot a lot of that to do is Jordan, I mean, Jordan Palmer is just awful.
1: How does he still have a job? They're <laughs>
0: trying to work with him, but man, he 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 threw two interceptions in the the time that we were there, and one of them that was the one that Chris Carson worse than ended his up. other
1: brother, <laughs> not Carson, the other one, the other one. I, I mean, Jeff, I think it was <laughs>
0: he he wasn't really he wasn't really good. He wasn't really good uh, when we were there. I didn't like it. Didn't look like he had any. Even when they were doing just like quarterback drills. It didn't look like Jordan Palmer was uh, like his ball was strong. It, it didn't look like he had any velocity behind it. Um, he just didn't really look. He didn't really look good. Uh, Shay McClellan did not look good again.
1: Wow. Isn't that uh, a guy they moved from off the end to linebacker? Yeah, he's
0: a linebacker now, and it doesn't look like he knows how to play linebacker either. <laughs> uh, I mean, he'll like Rob said, he's he's not gonna get cut. They'll put him in situation uh rushing things, like rushing uh, downs where they're, you know, coming after the quarterback. But you're asking him to drop in the coverage. Shane McClellan didn't look like he was very comfortable doing that. Um, Brandy Marshall, that was one thing I saw. It was hot as hell out there. It looked like he was favoring, you know, favoring, like, a hamstring or something like that. But then, like, he was talking about his hamstring and, like, grabbing at it. And then he went out there and caught, caught a touchdown. Like right afterwards. So, I mean, the guy's a, he's a creep. Cutler's ball still looked good, still looked strong. Arm looked like a cannon. He, he was making the right reads, right decisions with the ball, carving up the defense.
1: Um, uh, that dude's the best worst nightmare you can have in the NFL. <laughs> Honestly, dude. Because he has an incredible talent. Like, it's not a throw he cannot make on the football field. And, you know, from the sound that the Marshall, he the hell out of a host you know? So it was like, what is he not getting? <laughs> you know? I think a, 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 a lot, lot of, of it, it is a, he's a
0: gunslinger.
1: He's a gunslinger.
0: So... Like you know, having that, he having that run.
1: but hell, Favre won the Super Bowl and he didn't know how to. He did. He threw in a triple coverage. You know, half his career.
0: <laughs> he did. Yeah. He did. He not Favre though. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> one thing. Like Favre is one of the greatest run yeah. it. Favre, could, <laughs> that. Favre but. could run it, bro. Jay cannot run and throw the ball. Nah, Jay, at all nah, Jay Cutler. Jay, cutler, that's like that's such a like a misnomer about him, man. That's crazy. He ran a freaking bootleg offense in Denver. They ran yeah, like, the bootleg like, all he the time. He can run. Running isn't the problem. They <laughs> cutler. You're like that's not the issue. I mean, coming into Chicago, the the main issue was that they didn't have any wide receivers to take advantage of the fact that he, you know, that he was such a talented quarterback. And then on, I mean, even without great. Receivers, he still took them to NFC Championship games. with so, Johnny
1: Knox, Devin Hester, you know,
0: <laughs> that, he's done something right in his career, even without you know devastating wide receivers. And then the time that they did have good wide receivers, he got hurt. He
1: was hurt. Uh, you know,
0: it happens, you know. But, but I, think, I
1: am excited to see, you know. One four year testament offense with Cutler behind it because I I really think they can put up a lot of points. They They should
2: be able to put up a lot of
1: points. I'm only concerned
2: about the playoffs. Honestly, I mean, I know, I know they're good to a certain point. I I
1: hate fans like that. That's ridiculous. I'm a fan of football. I'm going to watch game one. No, no, I'm not saying. I don't.
2: I don't. I'm saying I'm. I'm. I'm worried and I'm. Everything's cool until they get there, and then I'm worried about them because. That's where they haven't shined recently. You know what I'm saying? They so, haven't
1: been in the playoffs recently. Right? It's just, a, it's just, a, yeah. But, but here's my point, though. If you watch every game of the Bears, right, they don't make the playoffs. But Jay Culler throws for like 4,400 yards and about 30 touchdowns. You know what I'm saying? With a, you know, above 64% completion or something like that. You know what I'm saying? we talk talking about great numbers. Will you just discount this as a, you know, a loss, a, a bad season? You know what I'm saying? I'm not, like, I've never really been a fan of that either. Um,
2: no, I'm just concerned. I'm just – I
1: just he did not make the playoffs. Like, to exclude all of Payton many years that he didn't, you know, that he got out, ousted in the first round, you know what I'm saying, even though the guys threw for 50, 49 touchdowns, you know, the first time he set the record, it was like, <laughs> you know, the hell with all of those stats, you know, the hell with everything he did for the last 16 weeks.
2: You know? I know he would have traded that stuff for a ring. That's uh, I'm just I I want them to get a a ring. I'm 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 just I don't know. I'm just looking. I'm looking a little bit too far ahead. That's all. I, I admit yeah. Gotta,
0: as, as a fan, you got to take this year one week at one a time,
1: at a time <laughs> just like the players do. You can't.
0: The there's a good possibility they may not even make the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, I, you know they, I really they have to win
1: that division. I just really think it would be unfair to judge Cutler like that as opposed to already having a predisposition at the beginning of the season how at the end of the season you'll be disappointed because they didn't make the playoffs. But as a fan of the game, watching him week in and week out go perform, you know, I can have an appreciation for it. And I can, even though they don't make the playoffs, like I can still look back and say, well, hell, I've seen this dude, you know, go out and have one of the most prolific you know, seasons at quarterback ever, you know, especially for a Bears quarterback. When was the last time a Bears quarterback had the potential to put up this type of, you know, numbers? Never. Not ever. You know. So as a fan, you have to, you know, appreciate, you know, every game, you know, despite the the f- outcome in the future. Just right now you gotta
2: I have a, I have a different dilemma. I mean that's all uh <laughs> Uh, Andre knows about it Yeah, he he's on this he, podcast.
0: Uh, we'll, 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 I'll, tell, I'll tell him what this dilemma is. He's a Green Bay Packer and
1: a Bears fan. Wow. What? Yeah. <laughs> how were you created? I <laughs> <How will> you, <laughs> <form laughs> you from the fire? <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> Green Bay Packer and a Bears That's fan? the truth. Yeah, and and, and, no, I, no, no, no way. what do you I, like? Hate both sides of yourself? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just I'm up the best,
2: and I just love both teams. That's all. So uh, when they play, I don't root for either. I don't. I just sit down and I watch a good a good football game.
1: Sorry, um, that's why i was me. Going up, I knew to put my I put my allegiance with players for the majority of my life, as opposed to T. I've always been a 49ers fan. But I just I put my leads up i I'm a Tom Brady fan. <laughs> like, you you rock with the Patriots? No. I just want to see Tom Brady throw the football. That's it. You know, when, that's no, right.
2: when Brett yeah. left I didn't I didn't I didn't like the the way he left. He left like an asshole. But I mean I like Brett Favre, but he left he left Green Bay like an asshole. And that's and that's, what, that's made, did most
1: of I, his career was an
0: asshole. <laughs> <laughs> that's just what he was. Um <laughs> But I mean, Rob wrote about he wrote about the uh, he wrote about the trip to Bourbonnet. Uh I suggest that anyone who who follows the website, if you haven't read it, go and check out his piece. It's it's pretty uh, encompassing of what we saw out there, and a lot of it is exactly what you guys have been hearing from uh, ESPN 1000, before. Six Seventy Four. We're just we're telling you it, we're giving you the the same thing just from the eyes of basically Rob is just a fan. He's just a fan that was able to go and, and, and get media access to, to
3: this their It sounds pretty
1: dope. It like a cool experience. I, I did want to ask y'all, you know, I just, how was the experience, like, overall, you know, just, you know, you know, was it very welcoming, you know, how did they treat you guys, you know?
0: Well, you know, the first year, the first year, like, if you go on the Facebook page, there's a little motto underneath the, uh, a little a quote underneath the, um... Underneath the According to Sources uh, logo, and uh-huh. it says, uh, you guys are media, and it's like an exclamation point and a question mark. <laughs> uh, that's, that's there because the first time we went down to, to the Bears, um, to, the tr- to the training camp last year, we we, you know, we drove up to a guy and um, we asked him, you know, where do we get our media passes from? And the guy was like, y'all are media? Like he couldn't believe it or some shit like that. Like it was like what what are you two niggas doing down here? You know, <laughs> it was like the most incredulous you guys you'll ever hear. Um, and then when we got there, you know, some of the the other guys like uh, that work for ESPN one thousand uh, the Peggy Kaczynski's, or um, a couple of the other people that have been, you know, this is what they do for a living and they've been there for a while. I heard one of them mutter like you know, mutter under their breath when they walk past, not necessarily me and Rob, but some other bloggers and they were like, damn, what is this fucking amateur hour or something like that? (laughs) Yeah, like that was like that was our first experience (laughs) when we were down in Bourbon A uh, last year. It, It wasn't necessarily very, very welcoming. It wasn't welcoming at all. I mean, yeah. it was still a dope ass experience, but you could tell that people were wondering what the hell we were doing there. Like,
1: it was a dope ass experience as a fan, but as, you know, a motherfucker down there doing your job, it was. Yeah,
0: it wasn't, it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't welcoming at all. I mean, it was funny to us because, you know, how... I, I
1: mean, we black. You yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? you make fun like, of everything, dude. Yeah. <laughs> You know, being
0: unwelcome because you know we're amateurs and sports journalism like that ain't shit. We ain't it's welcome easy. anywhere, <laughs> but, uh, but, right? <laughs> so it was funny to us, but this shit it was cool as hell. I mean, um, the guy who who uh, who hooks me up with the with the with the passes to let us go, his name is Mike Corbo. Uh, he came <laughs> up and he introduced himself to me and Rob and. I got to talk to – Rob actually talked to uh, JD from ESPN 1000. We talked to him for uh, for a couple minutes walking away. And a couple of the older guys that have just been there for years, you know, we, we all had a good laugh for a quick second. Like, we were all trying to get um, – I I don't remember if it was uh, Mark Tressman or Jared Allen. There was somebody. And we were all trying to – we were behind them. So everybody was reaching over everybody trying to get your microphone, in, you know, so that you could get it close to Tressman so you can get the audio. We were all like, it looked like a fucking pretzel, and we all just looking at each other and laughing and shit, like, this is the shit that we are doing. And, like, they weren't looking at me like they were last year, like, what are you doing here? They were looking at me like I was one of them because, they, I mean, I'm, I'm a pretty distinguishing person. If you see me once, you're probably going to notice me when you see me again because I'm, my, my features are like I'm a big black bald dude. Yeah, you know, right. it's not really a lot of these motherfuckers.
1: Yeah, everybody's nowadays too, so it's like <laughs> um,
0: it's like it's only a couple black people down in Birmingham anyway, and right. they're you know they're really recognizable faces. So it's like Michael C. Wright and um, guys mm. like that. You know, you know those guys. Um, mm. So if you see me, like, okay, yeah, I remember that guy, and when I go back next year, they'll probably remember me again. Mm. But um, like it was, it was much more welcoming this year. Didn't nobody ask us if they if we were media? They just oh, where are you trying to go? Yeah, come park right here. Everybody was welcoming. You know, it, it was it was a really good experience uh, this really year. Cool. I, I wish I would have uh, been able to talk to more people. We got uh, Rob is actually they contacted you. What you say, Roz, Shine?
2: I said they contacted you this when it was time to start. Huh? Didn't they contact you
1: when it was time I think to you start? Said, did they, they contact get-
0: you. Uh, um, no, no. You, you know what? I I sent him an email well in advance of this, and he was just like, he's like, yeah, you guys, you guys are always welcome. I'm like, okay, cool. He's just like, give me back. He's gonna you know, just email me again, um, when it gets closer to the season, uh, to mm-hmm. the, to the camp. And when I emailed him, he just sent me back the three days, like, yeah, you got these three days, and that's it. And I emailed him again afterwards. I emailed him uh, earlier today, you know, thanking them and telling him it was cool meeting them. And he was like, Yeah, we look forward to seeing y'all out here again next year. So I'm hoping to parlay this into a situation where yeah. they're like, Okay, <laughs> you've been down here enough. You're a regular. <laughs> you're a regular. You could just cover the Bears. Like, the, you can just cover us. Like, this is like, you're always here. It wouldn't yeah. make, it's not, it makes no sense for you to only be here on training Camp. when you do this every single year so that's what I'm trying to parlay it into but I mean it's cool man it's a it's a real good experience and you know the the whole purpose like I said at the beginning of the podcast is like if uh, my whole purpose in life I'm not trying to be in Chicago for like the rest of my life you know so my plan is to move from Chicago but when I move from Chicago I still want people to go down to Bears camp, you know, I, I, yeah. I still want people to go there. Like, Rob, and you know, why
1: not? You know, especially if you already, you know, sold the see and that door is open, you know, for somebody to go down there. It's like it doesn't make sense. Like, you know, just
0: yeah, Rob what? is always, as long as Rob is in Chicago, Rob is always going to be able to go to these Bears camps, like every single year. So, uh, you know, the, the purpose of according to sources, like I said, you know, it's for the everyday guy. To, to write something about a sport that he likes. So if anybody is, is you know, you want to write, like, like with Sean, even though Sean dropped the ball on his shit horribly, um, I was trying to get him into what, what fucking uh, wrestling?
2: Well, horribly though, man. You told me it was okay
0: if he <laughs> What? What? <laughs> Yeah, it, no, I'm talking about for you because I don't fucking
2: care. I don't watch wrestling. <laughs> I don't I didn't, I didn't what? A bunch of stuff going on. I just uh, oh, no, 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 no,
0: no, <laughs> no. I'm telling the story. I'm telling the story. All which right, pay-per-view, all right. Which pay per
2: view was it? It was a SummerSlam in uh, LA. Yeah.
0: Okay, I was trying to get him in the SummerSlam, and I had sent an email to this guy like months in advance, and I like I really cause, like Sean said. I'm not. I'm not going. You know, talk shit about him. He had a whole yeah. bunch of shit going on and. You know yeah. he couldn't he couldn't write as much as he uh as he used to, and I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. the guy was looking at the website to see if we actually you know covered the covered the stuff, but we hadn't really been covering it for a while, so he didn't get them in. But I don't think I'm gonna have a problem getting people into stuff except for the bulls. I'm still working on the bulls, mm-hmm. but like as far as like wrestling and baseball and football, you know all of this, I could get people into that. Like that's not a problem. So the thing is getting people to write. Like that's what the whole yeah. purpose was of it, you know, of this was is for people to write. Like when this first started, I would write four or five different stories a day just to generate content on a website. Now I don't <clears> write as much. You know, other people write you know sometimes, but the the purpose of the according to sources is like we're the sources. Not ESPN, not Fox Sports One. The sources are People, the everyday man. Because at this point, we, we generate more stories to people like Deadspin and Bleacher Report. Like people see, like we're sending those guys stories when it's like you could just break that story yourself. Exactly. You don't have to send those guys that stuff. You can break that story yourself. You sending that to them. You're gonna send that story to them, and they're gonna give it to one of their guys, and that guy's gonna write it up, and it's gonna generate a whole bunch of hits, and that guy's gonna get the notoriety you could generate that shit yourself. If you True. have an idea, you can write that shit yourself. That's what According to Sources is for. It's for you to get your point across and get your opinion down. And the more you do that, the more opportunities you have. Like, I have no like, – I, I I wouldn't have had no problem. I had three days at the Bears camp, and I only went to one. Like, it wouldn't <laughs> have been nothing for me to just tell, you know, give it to four other people.
1: I would just say so, a couple more guys each day, you know, could have.
0: Yeah, because you know, we just had two the
1: experience.
0: Yeah, two passes for each day. But the thing about it is you have to be a contributor to the website because they right. look for that type of stuff. So, you know, those are the types of things. If you want to go down there and, and stand next to Jared Allen and stand next to uh, Brandon, like I was, I was literally standing right <laughs> next to Jared Allen. Like I was right next to – Is
1: that dude as big as he looks? Dude, he is
0: as big <laughs> as he looks, man. He's a friggin' mountain of a man. Dude, I would crazy.
1: hate to stand next to that dude and Justin Smith for like at <laughs> <You> <laughs> what? a to You know what? Three guy, you know what I'm saying? It so was so was-
0: goddamn hot out there, I think it was burning off smells. It didn't even stink. That's just how hot it was.
1: <laughs> it was ridiculous out
0: there. But, you know, I got the opportunity to do something that most people are not gonna be able to do. And yeah. it was fun. And I want, I want everybody or as many people as possible to be able to experience the the same type of fun, because I'm not even a Bears fan, right. so it would be a hell of a lot better for Bears fans to go down there. Be yeah. No, I'm not it. W- it wouldn't. Uh, it would be much better. I'm, I'm a 49ers fan for for my, the entirety of my life. I'd never be a fan of any other team. Um, unlike you, but <laughs> you know, I would rather that experience go to somebody else than than me. And the like, Rob going down there is perfect because he's the biggest Bear fan I know. So it's perfect for him to go down there and like you guys don't understand. Like for me, that's the joy of the According to Sources podcast, website, all of it, just to see him enjoy himself. And it would be great if I could get more of you guys to do the things that you love. So how your boy, man. Write some stuff for the website. I mean, writing is not that difficult. You don't have to do it like I do it and write mm-hmm. 1,200 words long form. A, yeah. a paragraph of, of 250 words or something that you want to talk about. It's all it takes. And you're a part of the According to Sources, uh, po- According to Sources website.
1: No, no, I see. I mean, every time I see it up there, man, I do, I mean, it seems like a pretty, you know, just good, you know, idea and a cool avenue. And I'm a guy that's like, you know, I, I like to be a jack-of-all-trades. It's like, you know, why why not? If it's, a, it's just an opportunity, it's a door open, you know, it's like, you know, if you we talk about sports all day long for nothing, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Randomly, sporadically throughout the day, you know, throughout the week. So you know, to dedicate you know an hour of your time, you know, Just to get
0: an idea down. Exactly, it's really not much. It, like it, it takes me a couple. Like I'm doing uh, football previews right now. It's a pain in the ass, but it, because I, I like doing it. Like, it's like 1,300 words per per uh, divisional preview, and that's nothing to me. I, I I do that like it's nothing. So you know, 200 words, to, and it's not like you know you have to write about anything. Like if you if you see something, something just breaks and you just want to get it down, put it up on the corner sources. Fine Why not, but all it takes is that that the, a couple of those, and no matter where you are, you're in Kansas City. I'll get you into the Kansas City uh training camp. You're in, you're in Atlanta. I'm getting somebody next year. I'm going to get somebody into the Atlanta Falcons training camp. You're in Tampa. I'm going to get you into the Tampa training camp. That's the whole purpose of According to Sources. I want the people to be the sources, <laughs> and I want the people to get the joy out of being there. So that's the According to Sources podcast. Rob wasn't really here, but I still think <laughs> I had a, we had a really good He was, uh, was in spirit. He was here on the, on the video.
1: But they said we need to talk more football.
0: So <laughs> uh, we're doing we're doing another one on I think Saturday. Um, really? We're gonna we're gonna do divisional previews of every football of every division um, in football. Uh, so if I'm you good. want to come back good. on that one, you're you're more than welcome. You're a part of yeah. the according to so like you'll get the invite when it comes on.
1: Yeah, so right, cool. in- I'm down, man. I checked. now that I got my computer and everything set up, you know, there's no reason yeah. not to.
0: So that's it, man. That's it for us tonight. You know. Once again, Rob's not yeah. here, but you guys know where to catch us. According to sources at gmail.com if you got questions or if you just want to tell me I suck. Uh, <laughs> according to sources on uh, Facebook page, uh, A2Sources on Twitter. The website is according to com. You know where to find us. You know where we at.
2: Black Skip emails.
0: Bayless. <laughs> yeah, we got the Black Skip Bayless. Send us the emails. No, send, us the, send us the hate mail. Send us the love mail. <laughs> If you just want to get up, if you got something you want to write, I mean, everything is here for you people to use. We want you to use it. We want you to get the joy out of this, too. So, Sean, Rob, Marcus, according to the service, we out.
2: It's been a pleasure.